It's October 25th. It is a Wednesday already. <laughs> wow. Uh, and in this podcast episode, I'm just going to talk about some of the design work that I've been doing on Wazard. So I talked in the last one, I talked about some of my struggles to make progress, how I'm back in pre-production. I'm still experiencing a lot of that, um, where making changes to the project feels like it takes quite a bit of work and the code base is kind of rough. I'm on the fence about whether or not I'm going to end up kind of reworking the code base significantly, uh, essentially starting over or whether I'm just going to try and refactor. We'll kind of see as I move forward from here. But I also talked in the last episode about secondary spells and my plans with them. And I've had some new, I've had some new ideas for how to address them. I talked about how I was about 80% there, like they were getting close, but not quite. And so I've, I've put in quite a bit of work trying to figure out that last little bit. So one of the things that I came up with was spell or magic types. Uh, so it's pretty common to hear people talk about um, magic with different colors, like black magic, for example, the very common color um, when associating with magic. So I thought, you know, what if I what if I made some other colors? And I decided to create some magic types using colors. So blue magic, red magic, yellow magic, and black magic. And then any spell that potentially used um, that use two colors, I could blend them together, right? If I have a spell that's green, it could be both blue and yellow magic. could be both of those types. And that was an interesting start because I was like, okay, well, now I can, I can affect spells based on their color type, right? So I could, as an example, increase the fire rate of all yellow magic spells and then all of a sudden that that change is significant if you have if a lot of the spells that you own are yellow magic and um that change is insignificant if you don't have any yellow magic spells it's like completely useless uh and i thought about i thought about how that was going to work and i was feeling a sense of needing more dials and knobs you know game developers will talk about how many dials and knobs they have um, just little things that you can tweak in order to add variation to the game and that's part of why i was having this sense of wanting to add these colors to the different spells and why i felt like secondary spells weren't quite there yet so uh i ran into the with that, I ran into the problem of, well, if you don't have any yellow spells, then let's say you have a charm that increases the fire rate on yellow spells, um, then you wouldn't ever want to buy it because you don't have any yellow spells. And then I was like, well, what if I only introduce those charms if you have a yellow spell? That way the shop, the potential items you get in the shop um, match the potential the spells that you have. And that's not a bad solution, but it feels a little bit weird. What I want is for the charm to have some sort of um, base benefit where the charm will always benefit you some, 
but it will benefit you more or less depending on what spells you have and what other charms you have, right? So then I was like, well, what if charms have a, a magic type? And then I was like, what if the player has a level for every magic type? So the player has, we've got, um, you know, the player before had health and damage and speed. They had these stats on the side of the screen, right? And so I was like, well, uh, I added your critical chance. And I was like, oh, it's really nice to have another stat there, right? It's another knob, another dial to be able to mess with. And so if I give the player, you know, a, a red magic level, a blue magic level, a yellow magic level, a black magic level, then, and then the charms also have these magic types, then the charm can have some base benefit, like, you know, the bread charm gives you plus two max health, but then it could be red magic. And so what happens is if you buy a charm that is plus two max health and it's a red magic charm, then it automatically increases your red magic level. So you, there's two, instead of having one thing that happens when you buy a charm, there's two, right? So that's interesting. That was kind of the next step that I took uh, because then there's a consequence to buying charms of certain types outside of just the benefit you get from the charm. So, uh, Next, I was like, okay, well, that's interesting, but there's still some things that don't quite work. Um, so as an example, uh, the power, the, the attack up charm, right? It just raises the player's attack. Well, currently, it only raises the attack on the primary spell. And it felt weird. It started to feel, it's, it started to feel really weird that the charms only affected the primary spell. And when I first introduced the idea of secondary spells, one of my options was spells are just spells. And anything you do on one spell, or anything anything you upgrade in your stats affects all your spells. And I, I, I knew that that was too much, that increasing your attack and your fire rate on spells in that way was too much. But I also... Uh, like my intuition about it, about having primary cell spells and secondary spells be completely separate was, um, or, or my intuition about wanting to combine them into just one spell uh, class kind of um, was close to right because having them separate creates issues where it feels like everything you do is just affecting your primary spell and never affects the secondary spell. So I feel like there needed to be some middle ground between those two, where it's like, well, I don't always want it to affect the secondary spell um, because that feels weird that, you know, every time you up your attack, it ups the attack on all of your spells. But I also want it to affect, I want that to affect more than just that one primary spell. And... This was this is all just going through. Well, it's not just going through my head. I have like five pages of notes on it, um, just like my thoughts. And then, like, I'd try, I'd I'd write something out, like an idea, and then I'd write out all of the charms that are in the game and how my changes would affect those charms. And um, since I already have an actual game that's playable, 
I feel like I can put a lot more stuff on paper and um, get a better understanding. It's still going to need to be tested in an actual game, but it allows me to pretty quickly iterate on paper because the game itself already has a core that, I, that I'm building on top of. And that's been helpful to me. So the stats weren't quite working, right? Having an attack that is this, you know, like three attack, and then that's how much the spell does, right? Spells still three attack. I was like, this doesn't work. So I was like, well, maybe what I need to do is abstract out the player's stats more and have them be less, like less visible exactly how it's going to affect um, the spells because it, the game, since it's, a, I, I, I've been looking at other auto battlers because I consider the game to be very similar to an auto battler in a lot of ways. And, you know, like I was originally inspired by um, the Binding of Isaac and Vampire Survivors, but I think I was also, I've also been inspired by auto battlers games like um, Super Auto Pets and stuff. And Super Auto Pets is actually kind of an exception to this, but I noticed that a lot of auto battlers, they abstract out the stats quite a bit. Um, so you don't really know exactly the numbers, right? You can't, you can't, you can't do the math really in a lot of auto battlers. Um, you can't just math your way to the optimal strategy. And you kind of have to get a feel for, for the different numbers and how stuff affects the game, how, how changes to the stats affect the game. And that's similar, like another example would be Pokemon, right? You, each monster has its own stats and you can see those stats, um, but you have to look up the formula if you want to see how those stats are going to affect your damage exactly, right? Pokemon players just get more of like a sense for how how good something is going to be based on their stats and the move they're using. And that information is abstracted away from the player in a way that prevents them from just doing the math on every single move. Although at the top level, they do have those formulas and they do do the math. But most players don't, right? They play more intuitively. And that felt like a good direction to go in. And that was kind of the idea that I had today that I was writing out. So before, before I had these stats, which were, let's see, I'm on the wrong page here in my notes. I had um, your hearts, your gold. Those two are going to stay very concrete. I won't abstract those out. Uh, you have your power and then you have, or you had your attack and you had your speed and then you had like a fire rate, but that stat was actually hidden from the player. They couldn't even see it. Um, then you had a critical chance and then you had a critical power, which was also hidden from the player, which is essentially just how much extra damage you get when you deal, when you land a critical. And so those are the stats that the, those are the stats that the game has currently. And what I decided to do is first add the red magic, blue magic, yellow magic, and black magic levels. So they all start out at level one. Um, but then I abstracted the other stats into um, something that isn't quite as direct. So instead of attack, I have power. 
And instead of speed, I have agility. And instead of fire rate, I have rush. And instead of, um, instead of crit chance, I have focus. And they will, instead of like crit chance before was like, you have a 5% chance of getting a critical. And it straight up told you your odds of getting a critical. Now that I've switched to focus, it's going to be a level. So you have level one focus, level two focus, level three focus. And as your focus increases, your crit chance will increase behind the scenes. You won't see that. The player won't see that. But I will tell them what the stats do, what the stats affect. And this is pretty common in RPGs. Like if you think about Morrowind, uh, I like Morrowind, so I'm using it as an example. But you have a strength, and, and it tells you that um, that strength, um, I, I can't think of the name. They have attributes. It, that strength stat, we'll just say for now, because I can't think of the name. Um, that strength stat is going to affect how much damage you do, but you don't know exactly how it's going to affect. You know, you know if you level up your strength, you're going to deal more damage, and you'll see that but you won't know exactly. And that's what I'm going for. So you'll know that you're, you'll, I'll tell the player, there'll be a screen, kind of like a cheat sheet screen where they can see, okay, focus affects my critical hit chance. Rush affects my fire rate. Agility affects my player's speed. Power affects my, the damage that I'm dealing, right? And they'll, they'll know that, the player will know that, but they won't know the formula. They won't know exactly how. And, this allows me to make spell. So, so let's say I make a charm, right? Um, we have an attack up charm. Uh, it's a black magic charm because it thematically it increases your power. So I, I associate the power with black magic. Um, when you, I've created that association in the game. When you increase your power by one, um, your character's spells will deal more damage, but you'll also increase your black magic level by one. So now your black magic level is two because you just purchased a, uh, a charm that is a black magic charm, okay? Now, late, later in the game, you find a secondary spell, and there's an option to buy a secondary spell that deals, uh, say, 25% more damage per level of black magic. So that spell, or, or even the spell's damage is equal to your black magic level. So some association between your black magic level and that spell's damage output. Now I'm creating a direct correlation, or, or a direct link, not correlation, a direct link between the damage of that spell and your black magic level. So there's a consequence to buying, to buying that. Now, your spell, your spell's damage may be equal to, or it may just increase in power. So let's say your spell's damage by default, the number is five for that spell. Um, and you've increased your power level, which increases the damage output by some. So I increase the damage output behind the scene. And now it also gains a 50% increase in power based on your black magic level. Okay, now that spell is dealing six damage plus an extra um, 
one damage because it gains 50% extra based on your black magic. So both the power stat and the black magic level, they're both affecting the damage on that spell. But I can also have spells, and, and that's that's kind of like, you know, um, power affects the damage on all spells, right? So that's too far swinging that direction. Um, but I can also have spells that just don't do that. It just says the damage for this spell is equal to your black magic level. And then there it is. The power stat no longer affects that spell. So I can have these exception cases for the spells where the damage that is dealt is equal to some other stat. I can also reduce damage on spells based on your magic level of a, of a different type. So maybe if you have um, a spell that, deal, that is, uh, deals damage equal to your black magic level, but it decreases, the damage is decreased by 25% of your yellow magic level or whatever. So as your yellow magic increases, that spell's damage actually decreases. So then there, I give you a reason not to buy a yellow magic charm. And yeah, hopefully that gives you an idea of where this is, where this is going. And I can use, so I can use those stats directly as exception cases, or the stats will just naturally affect all of the spells behind the scenes. Uh, and then, of course, it will just say, you know, this spells, this spells, the, the spell, it will be clear to the player which one is happening because in the exception cases, I will be explicit in the uh, text on the spell. So they'll know, okay, this spell's power doesn't increase or this spell's damage doesn't increase with my power level because it's tied directly to the black magic level or whatever. And so they'll know the exceptions. With every other spell, it will increase as your power level increases. And that gives me the happy middle ground between charms affect all spells and charms aren't affecting enough spells. Um, I think that gives me my middle ground and hopefully gives you an idea of the direction I want to go with this. I can't believe I already, I'm already 18 minutes into this episode. Uh, <laughs> that went by really fast. Um, yeah. So I've worked this out on paper as much as, as is possible. And I, I could do, I guess, in my notebook, maybe the next step, because the idea is this, is this is kind of a significant um, amount of work to implement this. Uh, like, I don't know how much work it's, it's hard to gauge, but I know that the project is already complicated enough that implementing this could take me a couple weeks. Um, and that's a long time because I don't know yet if this idea is going to work. The, the only time I'll actually know is if I actually get some sort of um, prototype in front of players and can, and can see it, you know, I have some of this already in with secondary spells, so I can release that demo still and get just kind of get an idea of whether that's going in the right direction. And maybe that's, you know, what I need to do is just get that demo out as quickly as possible um, without having these changes in yet. 
And from there, while I'm getting, I guess, I guess while I'm getting feedback on that, I can start, I can start doing paper prototyping for this. I'm trying to think of the fastest way to test this idea uh, to make sure that it's good. I could test it with paper prototyping. Um, but, and that seems kind of like the fastest way to get a sense for myself. I've already written out a lot of it on paper and, and because of that, I have an somewhat of an idea. And you can tell as I'm describing it to you that um, it, it's starting to uh, take form in my mind. I'm able to describe it uh, pretty accurately and the consequences of how things will work. But there's still some uncertainty there because I haven't actually tested it. And I'm not sure the fastest way to test it. One idea that I had was actually to create a separate project that had little buttons, essentially, where I could increase or decrease stats or toggle on certain secondary spells and then see how the changes to those stats affected the secondary spells and had like a visual of the secondary spells auto-firing to like some dummy target, you know. Uh, but I'm not sure if that's actually a faster approach to prototyping this than just putting it in the actual game. Uh, it's hard to say. It's probably a faster approach. And to be honest, it, if this didn't work, it would also give me a base for experimenting with other ideas. Um, so maybe that's the right call, creating a separate project that allows me to just easily manipulate um, all like create custom create a build right for my character and then have some dummy targets and watch how that those spell that combination of charms spells and stats affects the character as they're attacking the dummy the dummies around them um, that might be the best method so i'm not sure what i'll do yet but that's my idea anyway we're 22 minutes into this episode um, thank you so much for listening to it I hope you enjoyed it and learned something from it, and I will see you all in the next episode.